everyone, it's Gloria, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Independent. Today, we're going to be talking about sustenance, what really gives us life, many people's one true love, food. We got really passionate about this topic, so I'm going to be splitting it up into two parts. I also have two super special guests. Both are Canadian, but currently live in California. We talk about tips and tricks to save money while grocery shopping, and next week we will talk more about how to save money through meal prep and cooking. Hope you enjoy! Today I am here with two very special guests, Stephanie and Alex. So why don't you introduce yourselves? We can start with Alex. All right. Hello. I'm 26. I currently live in San Diego, California, but I was born and grew up in Brampton, so very familiar with the GTA area. Went to undergrad at the University of Waterloo, and then after undergrad and after doing a master's, I moved out to San Diego to do my PhD. So right now I'm fortunate to live in Southern California while I study psychology. Amazing. Envious of the weather, honestly. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great perk. And Stephanie? Hi, uh, my name is Stephanie and I'm 26 years old. I grew up in Toronto and went to school in Waterloo, graduating with a master's of accounting. And now I'm currently living in San Francisco and working for a cryptocurrency company. I also kind of have a food blog and I cook about five to six times a week. Nice, nice. My first question for you both is, what is your relationship with money? Let's start with Alex. Yeah, so I grew up in a home where budgeting was definitely something that was emphasized and money was talked about a lot because it wasn't like there was a lot of money to go around. My parents are the kind of people who would never purchase a car unless they paid in cash. We're really big about not having expansive amounts of debt. So I definitely grew up with an attitude of holding on to money and not letting it flow out very freely, which is something even as an adult is hard for me now to like spend money and not feel guilty about it or feel like I'm allowed to spend money. But some of the positives that have come out of that is I am careful about where I spend my money. And I think a lot about big purchases and just try to be conscious of how much money is coming in and trying to live within my means, um, not perfectly most of the time, but especially since I'm kind of recently out of undergrad in the last few years. And as a graduate student, I don't make a ton of money. It's definitely something that I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Stephanie? My relationship with money is similar to Alex in that my parents had always stressed that it wasn't good to have debt. And we paid a lot of things in cash. So In essence, I paid off my student loan as soon as I could. I have a really high credit rating, a lot of money in retirement savings. But I don't really think that you should necessarily have to trade off enjoying your life versus saving money. And that's just something that I've learned as I find my own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that because... There's a lot of people who work their entire life and don't really take the time to spend the money that they earn. And they're just like in a cycle of work, work, work and no life enjoyment. Yeah, I'm going to work for the rest of my life anyways. (laughs) That may not be true. (laughs) Some portion of it. Yeah, I think that's one of the really hard things about being a young adult coming out of university is 
suddenly you have this income and you have to figure out how much to hold on to and what's a reasonable amount to spend and like finding the balance between being comfortable spending money on things because otherwise life is not going to be enjoyable if you don't spend any money is definitely a challenging thing to figure out. Totally. And I could have all this money when I retire, but what good is it if I didn't spend it when I had the energy to? Yeah, exactly. My next question for you both is, do you budget? And if so, how detailed is your budget? I do budget loosely. Budgeting is something that's been a little bit new to me and has partially been because of the pandemic that happened this year. I think maybe this is other people feel the same way, but it really made me think about my money a little bit more consciously and think about how much money was coming in and how much money was going out and whether I was reasonably living within my means. And so I budget in the sense that I track all of the money that I spend and I have uh, kind of strict, but not really strict amounts that I put on different categories of spending. So like for food spending, I have a certain dollar amount that I say like reasonably, this is an amount that I don't want to go over. And then for me, it's kind of about being conscious of how much money I'm spending within that category. And part of that is just tracking everything that I spend. True. Interesting. Steph, what about you? I definitely don't budget, not in the traditional sense. I think I have an awareness of how much money is coming and how much money is going out every month. I have monthly and annual savings goals, and I know generally how much I spend on food. It's not like I'm frivolous anyways, so I don't think that it's required for me. Like At the beginning of the year, I was like, wow, I'm going to start tracking my money in Excel spreadsheet, and then it just got too tedious for me. What works for me is just being generally aware rather than knowing the specifics. I think part of why I started doing it that way is I really wasn't aware of how much I was spending on food. And I was going out to eat a lot and getting takeout a lot. I'm not somebody who cooks very much. So I was definitely probably spending more than I was taking in on food or like reasonably how much I should. So while it's kind of like budgeting, it was a way for me to develop an awareness of how much money I was actually spending. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. My former self really thought she was real frugal, but had no idea where my expenses were actually going. And at the end of the month, I'd see my credit card bill and I was like, wow, how did I spend so much money on restaurants and dining out. It was crazy. And I just realized that it was a lot of social situations. So this is all pre-COVID, obviously, but a lot of hanging out with friends or hanging out with colleagues after work, it would always be at a bar or restaurant. And those things would add up real quick because it's like $20 a night or $25, $30 a night and happens a couple times a week. And then before you know it, you're in the hundreds. Yeah. Even when you think that, you know, like if somebody had asked me how much I was spending on food per month, I probably would have said a number that was wildly off because I just really didn't know how much I was spending. No, exactly. And it's, it's crazy. But now I keep everything on one credit card. So that basically is how I track it because I'm able to log into my bank account and then it has a pie chart on all of the different things that I'm spending on. So that's really helpful for me. 
Today's topic is how to save money on food. For a lot of people, food is one of their top categories of spending. So I thought it would be a good idea to share some tips and tricks on how to save money in the food category. Let's talk about groceries first. What are some tips that you have for saving money on groceries? My number one tip is go in with what you want in mind or else you're just running with your head cut off. So typically like I'll come up with two to three dishes that I want to make during the week and that's what I'll shop for. In addition to that, there are like staple products that I have. So like eggs, milk, carrots, broccoli, that kind of stuff that I kind of look ahead to see what kinds of grocery stores have those things Mm -hmm. on sale. I think one thing that I wish I did a little bit more, but is helpful is taking stock of what I currently have before I go to the grocery store. So sometimes I'll go and I'll buy certain staples, like I'll buy more pasta because I think that I need it. And I, that's something I eat a lot. So might as well keep stocking up. But then I look in my cupboard and I have enough probably to last me like two weeks into the future. I find it helpful to also sometimes take stock of what I have at home. And then that can also be helpful to like combine with new ingredients and plan out different meals to make during the week as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Sometimes I just like have so much stuff of like, I don't know, beans at home, but then I still go out and buy a can of beans. But I realize now that dried beans are so much more worth it than canned beans. Wait, why is that? Because you can get a huge bag of dried beans for like a fraction of the price. For example, I bought a 1.3 kilogram bag of dried chickpeas for I think it was $3. And usually one can of chickpeas is $1. Can sizes are about 400 grams or 15 ounces. It yields about 250 grams of beans once drained. But you have to soak them, right? Yeah, you have to soak them. It's a little bit less convenient, but if you have the foresight... Or the pressure cooker. Yeah, I was going to say buying dried beans is sounds intimidating. Like to have a giant... Why? Bag of beans because I, I wouldn't know what to do with them. I would get it home and it would against <laughs> it in my cupboard for weeks as I thought about how to possibly Fair. cook these beans. <laughs> but that's good to know. I had no idea they were so cheap. Yeah, it's it's so much cheaper. Another thing that I really like to do is price match. So I usually shop at No Frills or Loblaws and you're able to price match there. So I have this app on my phone that has all of the local flyers and then I'm able to go through them and see what's on sale and what I need and then go to my one grocery store and buy everything there. Can I ask you guys how frequently you go to the grocery store? Mostly because I go to the grocery store definitely more than once a week, especially now that I work from home. But I find it sometimes helpful for me to save money on food because if there's an evening where I'm feeling like I don't have anything at home that I feel like cooking or I'm just like not excited about what I have, sometimes instead of going out and getting takeout, I'll go out to the grocery store and try and make it kind of like a fun activity where I go and buy specific foods so I can still cook dinner that night, but it's different and exciting and probably saves me a little bit of money instead of going out to get takeout. But that's not always the easiest thing for people to go grocery shopping multiple times a week or just pop out to the grocery store at any time. But I'm curious. I probably go grocery shopping like four times a week. Really? I I love grocery shopping so much. 
I think that grocery shopping is probably my favorite non-hobby hobby. hobby. (laughs) Um, There's so many different kinds of grocery stores, right? Like you have Asian grocery stores and then a Safeway is so different from a Whole Foods, which is a whole other story from Trader Joe's. So you could go to like many different grocery stores on any different day. That's so interesting to me. I am the complete opposite of that. So I used to grocery shop once a week and now I've stretched it to once every two weeks because I'm avoiding like going out. Maybe three or four times is a bit of an over-exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense though, Steph, because you do cook a lot. I, I, do, I do cook a lot. Well, if you break it down in terms of money, I spend probably like $80 to $100 in one big grocery shop every two weeks. And then all the small ones are just like, oh, I want peanuts or I'm looking for some Korean rice cakes. Those will be like two separate trips. I think that is helpful because it makes you more excited about these little products. Like if you go to a specific store, like a Trader Joe's or like a specialty market in the middle of the week and you get something different to spice up those basics you might already have at home, I think it can make it more exciting to cook at home than to feel like you want to just order something in from somewhere. That's exactly how I look at it. Another tip is if you have a farmer's market, it's better to go late in the day because then the farmers are looking to get rid of a lot of their produce because they don't want to haul it back to their farm. So you can likely find deals if you go later in the day. Yeah. I used to do that at the St. Jacob's Farmer's Market in Waterloo. We would go on Saturdays. I think they closed at like 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. or something. But we would go at like 1.30 in the afternoon and they would just be giving away like bushels of vegetables for a couple of dollars. And we would stock up on all those things at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm missing Jacob so much. Like it was great. And also the Kitchener Farmer's Market. Those were the best weekends. I find that the farmer's market experience, maybe where I am in the city is a lot different from in Canada because the groceries here at the farmer's market are so expensive. I'm pretty sure I've spent like $8 on two peaches and they were like the most amazing peaches that I've ever had. Wow. But there are no discounts at the farmer's market. Not for me at least. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it's a city thing. Maybe it's a San Fran thing. Maybe. Who knows? They know that there's the market for people who will spend $8 on peaches. Yeah, apparently me. (laughs) (laughs) But they're really good peaches, so very worth it. Yeah, I haven't gone to too many farmer's markets around here. I've been to a couple. I don't find them drastically different, but I haven't tried the the end-of-the-day deals. But I, I, I do remember in college that was definitely helpful. And so, yeah, Alex, you brought up that they would have bushels and bushels of fruits and vegetables on sale. And I feel like as a college student or someone who lives by themselves, it's a little bit intimidating to buy all of those things, right? So one thing that I really like to do is just freeze it. So you can literally just peel stuff, chop it up and then freeze it. And it's like in its prime. And then when you need it, take it out and cook it. That's a good point. Do you have any tips on freezing? I feel like I'm learning things here. Um, Do you have tips on freezing certain kinds of vegetables or the best way to do it? Mostly when I freeze things that I buy, I usually freeze berries or fruits that I'll like put into a banana bread Mm -hmm. or something later on. But is there anything specific for certain kinds of vegetables? Like, can you freeze a green pepper or can you freeze green beans? Totally you can. 
One thing that I like to do to get inspiration is look in the grocery store in the frozen food or frozen vegetable aisle and see what they sell that's frozen. And then I'm just like, okay, if they can freeze that, then I can freeze that. It's a good point. (laughs) That's basically (laughs) my tactic. What freezes really well is sweet potatoes, carrots. You can even freeze onions. Like I didn't know that, but then I tried it. You just like dice it up and then freeze it. When you cook it, it's exactly the same. I think the key is literally just to prep it. Like one time I froze a whole banana and it was just a waste. There was nothing I could do with it. Pro tip, you have to peel the banana before you freeze it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The slimy removal of the peel of a thawed banana is not fun. (laughs) That's interesting. I actually never even think about freezing things like potatoes, but that's a good point. I think my fear with freezing things is that I'll just forget that it's there and then I'll never eat it or it will get freezer burned and then it will go to waste. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that's true. I think maybe you can make a list of the things that you freeze and then stick it on your freezer so that it's a reminder. That's a good idea. Another thing that I love to freeze is cheese. What? <laughs> freeze cheese? Cheese freezes so well. Okay, so hear me out. If you get like a huge block of cheddar or something like that, grate it and then freeze it and then you can use it for melty things. I would not like thaw it and then eat it like regular cheese, but it's it's okay and okay. perfectly good for things like grilled cheese and if you do like a broccoli and cheddar. Okay, so same idea with the vegetables. Prep it first or else you just have this big ice block of cheese yeah exactly (laughs) which nobody wants (laughs) that's fascinating I didn't know that I'm gonna my freezer is gonna be full of frozen vegetables and cheese and all these things bread also freezes super well I'm sure you both know that bread lasts forever in the freezer so what I do is sometimes I buy about to expire bread and then I put it in the freezer and then when I want to slice, like I'll just take one slice out, pop it in the toaster and it's just like it wasn't even frozen. Also, there's this app called Flash Food. I don't know if it's available in California. Flash Food. I think they mostly partner with Loblaws, but what they do is that They put all of the reduced items onto the app and then you can go on the app and buy the reduced items and then go there and pick it up and you're reducing food waste and it's so great. Cool. So you pay for it ahead of time or you like you specifically reserve the food that you're going to get? Yeah, you pay for it ahead of time. It's like a number of items that are available. I've been able to buy ground meat for a dollar, 500 grams because it expires today. Yeah. Damn. It looks like they have it in Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, but not California. Maybe there's something that exists that does the same thing. That's such a great idea, though, for an app. Because that's hard to plan for, because you don't know at the grocery store usually what is going to be on sale and what's not, or what's going to be on the reduced shelf or not. So being able to plan that. Mm Mm-hmm. Another thing is buying the no-name brands or the house brands. I know, Steph, you just recently bought some no-name, like, meat alternative meat. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but I think it was a Safeway signature brand. I'm pretty sure sure that's what it was. And it was, was like, 
four ninety nine compared to nine ninety nine for Beyond Meat or Impossible. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, could you taste a difference? Like, was it? No, it's exactly the same. No, I feel like for most things, it's like that. I think the no name brand is better sometimes. Really? Certain things. Sometimes there's certain chip flavors that I think the no name has really nailed it. Okay, which flavors? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is something I think about a lot because they don't have dill pickle chips here. But the, you know, the yellow bag Mm no-name chips? Yes. The no-name barbecue from No Frills is good too. Yes. No-name dill pickle is way better than any other dill pickle I've tried. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And another thing that I find that I personally spend a lot of money on and a lot of it ends up going to waste is herbs. I think even just popping herbs like, well, green onion and basil, coriander, if you just put them in some water, usually they're okay for like a couple weeks as long as you switch the water out every single day. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. No, that's a good idea. I should do that. I'm not so sure with like sage or oregano or thyme, but probably. So essentially any herb that comes with roots, then you can store them in water and then swap out the water. That's a good idea. I'm going to keep that in mind for sure. A tip that kept on popping up for saving money on groceries was don't grocery shop when you're hungry because you're going to end up buying more than you need to. What are your thoughts on that? Agree. 100% agree. (laughs) There's so many times when I've been to the grocery store and I'm hungry and I'm like, oh, I think I need this ice cream. Or what about this prepackaged ramen? Even though I don't, I hardly ever eat prepackaged ramen, but I'm just feeling everything at that one moment in time when I'm hungry. (laughs) So it's it's so dangerous to grocery shop when you're hungry. Yeah, 100%. I find I buy a lot more sugary and sweet things then when I'm hungry in grocery shopping, especially, which are things that I sometimes try to avoid and are not staples or necessities in my regular grocery shop, but I'll end up in the ice cream aisle or end up buying a chocolate bar at the checkout because it sounds good in the moment and (laughs) probably my blood sugar is too low. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Steph, what's been a key takeaway for you? Never shop when you're hungry. I think it's something that I've heard before, but I don't really think about it until I'm in the grocery store and I am shopping and I am hungry. Yeah, it's it's just like having the self-awareness to know like, oh, I shouldn't be grocery shopping when I'm hungry. And I guess the same goes like even grocery shopping online when you're hungry. If I just like have a snack, of course I said I don't love snacking, but if I just have a snack and then grocery shop, then I feel like maybe I will be less impulsive with my purchases. Totally. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our show today. If people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? I will endorse Steph's Instagram page for food inspiration. Yeah, follow me for uh, sometimes recipes and cute pictures of food. Awesome. You can find Steph at Steph with two H's underscore Lau on Instagram. Well, Steph and Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. As the aspiring Miss Independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. 
So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.